Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner, and we're talking home Home repair repair specifically. Today we are talking about fall maintenance. Your favorite. My favorite and yours. Fall maintenance. Next is colors. (laughs) No, colors are completely banned. No, no, no. We are co-hosts here. (laughs) Well, I don't have to listen to you talk about colors. (laughs) And I'm not going to do any active listening things like, hmm, really? Hmm. And no questions. Oh, so we'll see. Colors are out. <laughs> so we're going to talk about fall maintenance. Then we have a follow-up question on the codes that right. you talked about yep. a couple episodes ago. Um, and also, then we're going to talk about tools today. And I wanted to talk about screwdrivers because I'm fascinated by them. I think probably they're the most common tool that everybody uses sometime in their life. Everybody should have a screwdriver, too. I think we're four or five. Multiple. We can talk about that when we yes. get there. So fall maintenance, where do we start? And we've co- we've covered fall maintenance before. So we this have. is a refresher. It is. And I won't ask as many questions. For, for those of for those of you who haven't haven't done the all of the episodes yet. <laughs> so this will be new <laughs> we, to you. We do have all the seasons covered. But, we have know, been doing and, it long enough. You know, do you know do you remember what you did for dinner last Thursday? Remember what we had? No, but it was probably Sunbasket. So how are you going to remember the last time we did the fall maintenance program, right? So it's a good refresher for everybody. Right, right. And you all should be doing maintenance. And, and when you hear things three times, then you know them. Is there supposed the to be a time, time frame, though? I mean, within those three, three times, things? like with, within three years, three times? Well, that's not going to work for me. Except it's a, it's a limited scope topic. So I think more time can – it's not like I'm talking about bones of the body. Okay. Home maintenance bones of the body. Oh, right. Fall maintenance. Are we doing inner in out? Yes. A little bit of both. Um, Speed round. Fall maintenance. Gutters and downspouts. Okay. What am I supposed to do with them? Clean, Clean them up. Them. Clean them and make sure that your downspout is directed away from the foundation of the home so that the water coming out of there is not dripping or not not um, going back the into the foundation. So you want to use uh, your drip blocks. Mm-hmm. Drip blocks? Is that right? How do you test if... Um, you know, like what if it, your downspout's going into the ground, like into a pipe into the ground? Do we just trust that that's good and uh, yeah? Because there's not a lot, there's not a lot you can do about it. You can you can get it scoped, mm-hmm. right? You can get a plumber we, to come out and scope it. And do you roto root or something like you that? You can because sometimes you will get roots that grow into there. Um, if you notice, if you go out when there's a really good rainstorm. And you notice that water is coming out of that pipe. Yeah. Then you've got blockage there, and, yeah. and it could be causing foundation issues um, at that point too. So, um, so yes. during a big rain, go out and see how everything's behaving. Yeah. See how those are uh, the how the water's flowing, and if it's coming out, then you need to do something about it. And I know plumbers will snake it, or you can get your own snake and, right. and put it down there. Um, you can buy a scope too if you have any inclination. That's a little to involved. Have. Yeah. It's kind of fun to play around with them. It's like, ooh, where can we look around and see that you wouldn't normally get to do that? I can't believe you're talking to me about this because I just had my first colonoscopy. That's another subject. (laughs)
All right, you moving said on. scope. I anyway. did. Right. I did. Um, gutters. Gutters and downspouts. Make sure that they're clean. You don't want a garden growing out of there. Right. Um, service your heating and air conditioning unit. If you've got a filter, change it. Mm-hmm. Buy a couple. Go go get the three-pack. You change it now. Give yourself a couple of months. So around Thanksgiving time, look at it again and see how dirty it is. Because if you live by yourself, mm-hmm. one filter could last you six months because you're not, you know, um, uh, Stirring up a bunch of stuff. Exactly. You're Thank right. You. Thank you very much. But if you've got a family of five and you've got two dogs and a cat, well, mm. you've got a whole lot more stuff going on. Sure, sure. So so check it about Thanksgiving time. If it looks clean, great. Just put it in for another couple months. But if it looks dirty, change it. You've already bought the three-pack, so you've got one sitting there. You're good You're to go. You're ready to go. <laughs> right, right. Caulk your exterior windows and doors. So you want to look around and see if there's any um, areas that are uh, going to let rain in. Mm-hmm. Let drafts in, things like that. See make if anything sure is cracked since maybe right. you did that a few years ago. Yep. Make sure you're using an exterior grade caulk. <laughs> and depending upon where it is, um, like if it's your trim around your door, you want to make sure that that's paintable as well. Mm-hmm. You don't want you don't want a silicone caulk there because then you try to paint it and it just looks like garbage. Right. Check your roof for damaged shingles, tiles, whatever your roofing material is. Go across the street, pair of binoculars, say hi to your neighbors. Buy a drone. Roof. Exactly. Oh, drone. Yes, that's exactly I right. think every neighbor should ha- neighborhood should have a drone for that purpose only. That's pretty cool. That's an interesting thought. Not for other times. No. They annoy me every other time. Do they? Do you get a lot of drones out there? No, periodically. I think hmm. they're just guest drones. Guest drones. I don't think they are. Ooh. Because, well, you know, because they're, they're taking video. And so when they come anywhere near me, I like glare at it. <laughs> and then I point at it. I'm like, and I think I might yell, take it down or something like that. Really? I, I don't think I'm that aggressive, but <laughs> I do look at it meanly. You want to trim uh, your trees that have had immense growth throughout the summer. You want to trim those all back so you're at least three feet away from your roof. Because mm-hmm. you want three feet so that when the wind is blowing and it's whipping around, it's not hitting your house, it's not hitting the gutters, it's not hitting the shingles, wearing off the, um, you know, the protective layer and the asphalt shingles. Did you get your second branch that was coming down on your building? Yes. Cleared away? Yep. All got right. That, got that cleared away. You're set for the fall. Yeah, we did. We even got a new roof this summer. Oh, on my there house. you go. My, my house that I live in got a new roof. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. So that was pretty. Right. The hottest week of the year those guys were up there. It was unbelievable. And they're up there with hats on, yep. long sleeve shirts, pants. I don't know how they do it. It's not a job I would want. <laughs> okay, moving on. Fertilizer your lawn. Do what do I do? Fertilize your lawn. Fertilize your Fertilize lawn. Fertilize your lawn. Yes, if you are so inclined. But uh, fall's a good time to do it. Um, and then in the spring, you should be good to go. Maybe fertilize it again, depending upon how it looks. If I'm killing blackberries, should I put my poison on now or spring? Hmm. I would say that you would probably want to put them on in the spring. I'm not a gardener. Right. But you're not having any growth going on. Everything is dying back. But while it's dying back, but should I get it while it's dying but back it's in not, a week? But but you think so it's it's probably a systemic Pesticide. herbicide. Herbicide, yeah. Right. So if they're dying back, they're not bringing nutrients up into where I can get at them. Right. So why why put that down and then it's just going to be runoff? One, I can get to it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I will have cleared it. 
And I think in the spring, I mean, you still have to get down as deep as you possibly can. Why don't you rent a goat? That won't help it. No, no, no. But every time you, I've been doing some research on this and all the stuff that I've been doing, what happens when you prune a rose? Oh, it just goes crazy and it's more beautiful. It promotes growth. Right. It's the same thing with weeds and blackberries, oh. especially blackberries. All my hacking away, you would not believe what it looks like down there. It is the highest I've ever seen it. Really? Thickest stalks I've ever wow. seen. Wow. It's like, it's this whole canopy. I'm sure there's a whole world living down there. Probably. Including people and foxes and goats. But and goat would go down there and eat that. No, that's the other thing about even renting goats, you have to hack some stuff down. Oh. They won't eat through thorns. They'll eat a lot of the vegetation away and little things. But goats aren't always the solution with certain, particularly my problem, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing. But all the hacking I've been doing has just promoted, it just promotes growth. And then even when you get it all clear, so they say you have to get it all clear at that point, you can kind of see where everything's starting from. Right, like right. it's like, okay, that's 20 feet away, but mm-hmm. it's starting from here to either dig it up or kill it. Wow. And I was trying to stay away from chemicals because I am on a hill. Yeah, you're and real close to the lake. I was more worried about my neighbor right down the bottom with all oh, the flowers okay. and everything. Like oh, that. right, right. You know, I'm not spraying it in the air or doing generic things. I mean, you're really going to the plant. Mm-hmm. What an awful job. I know. Oh. Your research hasn't shown, hasn't told you whether to do it in the fall or spring? I haven't looked that carefully. Either. Oh, okay. It sounds like you've done a lot of a lot of research on it. Well, I finally Not gave that. myself permission to research chemicals. Alrighty then. Water heater. If you are one that flushes and drains your hot water tank. Now would be the time. Now's the time to do it. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, read your owner's manual for a hot water tank. But if you haven't done it, your hot water tank is older than five years, don't do it. Because of the sediment that's built up could be actually plugging a hole. We don't know. So flushing and draining your hot water tank is uh, prescribed maintenance for water tanks. Mm-hmm. Look in your owner's manual. Tells you how to do it. And I think one of our early episodes, we might have had a whole talk on hot water heaters. Go and visit that because we did talk about age-specific problems and issues. Mm-hmm. And then I think we did a step-by-step on how to do it, if you're yeah, interested in doing I believe, it. I believe also, plumbers would be the person you could call to do that for you right. if you don't want to do it. Yep, they will do it for you. You want to uh, prepare your hose bibs for the cold, right? You might not want to do it this week. but <laughs> um, And then drain your sprinkler systems. Mm. There should be a nice little easy drain plug that you open up and your, your whole system will drain because a lot of times... Uh, Irrigation systems are using a PVC pipe that is not the thick walled mm. and so real susceptible to breaking if you get any kind of freezing. So you'll want to drain those those lines out really well. And they are kind of close to the surface, right? Yeah. So they will yes. be yes. Yeah, they should be on the like the bottom. The that that drain should be where the pipe is low. At its lowest. Yeah, at its lowest. So it's gonna drain out. Check your alarm systems. Of course, um, Fire alarm. Savings. Yes, fire alarm. Um, smoke smoke detectors, carbon monoxide. Uh, good good point for that is when we change the clocks. Mm-hmm. When do we change the clocks now? It's gotten weird. It's gotten weird. It's not till November. Oh, and then we change it back like in March or something like that. So yeah. it's not the six months on, six months off anymore. No, mm. you might have to change your schedule on things. Cause the, like and aren't there know. some states that actually did away with it? Arizona does not change. No, there's there's There's, there's also others. some other cities that just don't. 
Oh, that would be weird. Yeah, it's annoying. Um, checking your windows and doors for drafts. November 6th. November 6th. Okay, two days before Election Day. Right on. And you want to replace any weather stripping. And that weather stripping that's around your exterior door, a lot of times, that stuff is so easy to replace. People don't know how easy that is. It looks hard. It's not. It sits it into what it sits into a kerf, which is a groove mm-hmm. that's that's built into the door jam. It actually just pulls out real easy. If you have if you have that type of uh, right right, but, but most exterior doors do have that. And if your cat's gotten you know right, eaten right. on the bottom of it, you can see daylight coming through the bottom of your door or on the uh, bottom lower edges. That kerf stuff is you you can get it at Home Depot. You, you know you get three long pieces of it and you cut it down to size and you push it in there and. But you do it. have to be careful that it fits whatever trough. Curf, curf thing you have, right? It's pretty standard. If you've got that kind of, if you've got that kind of, um, what weather if you go to pull it in? It seems like it's pretty hard to pull out. Will it be hard to pull out? It's going to be a little hard to pull out because it's got kind of like on the edge that sticks into that curf. It's yeah. got this barbed kind of thing mm-hmm. that so holds it, it in out. place. Yeah, so it doesn't slip out. So it holds it in. So so just start at the bottom and try and pull it out a little bit. Mm. And if it 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 comes out it'll it'll come right out as soon as you get started yeah as soon as you get started it'll come right out you'll be like oh my word i never knew and so when you put it back in do you kind of have to tuck it in with like a screwdriver um no i've usually been able to just do it with my hand and and you need to remember too that if you do replace and it's brand new your door's going to close a little bit harder sure it's taking up more room right right until that gets compressed and and you can um close it like you did when the old stuff was in there are there different widths of that stuff? Mm, I don't because I think there's so. some that's fluffy. I mean, like that that's thicker. I've only seen well. There's the stuff that you use that's got the adhesive back on it mm-hmm. that's different. That's not the kind of weather stripping I'm talking about. This this stuff it doesn't have any kind of adhesive on it. It's kind of like in an S shape. Mm. The, the and the part that goes into the kerf is kind of it's more rigid and it's not foamy. Got it. So makes sense. Yeah. All right. That's it. We went through it. We went through all of fall home maintenance. That was it. In and out. Yeah, but we did miss the dryer vent. Apparently that's in the winter. Tell us about your dryer vent cleaning, Alicia. I looked into it. You looked into it the last time we talked about it. No, 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 no. I went to the outside. Uh Now, let's be clear. To set the stage, my dryer vent is literally three and a half, four feet long. If that. Simple. If that. Right. So I went to the outside, yeah. lifted the thing, had a little brush, did a little swirly swirl, nothing came out. How far? Did you go all the way in? I don't know. I went pretty far in. The thing is like two feet. Now, did you go through into your dryer then? I did too? not. Okay. Because I don't see how that's going to work. Okay. So I'm just saying. Anyway, so I kind of looked at it. <laughs> You were going to bring pictures. I'm calling it good. No, oh. I didn't take any pictures. Okay. Well, because there wasn't anything impressive to show. But we still have if people, if you send pictures of your dryer vent cleaning, Alicia will sing you a song. I still will do that. I still will. Alicia Ask has Amy. amazing, Ask amazing Amy music. Okay, so we got a question. Okay. Talked to episode or two ago about um, codes, mm-hmm. right? We went through different things. Somebody uh, wrote in and asked uh, where I got that reference card that I was using. Mm-hmm. And if you go on to buildersbook.com 
So it's Builder's Book, not Builder Books. Right. Builder'sBook.com and backslash Quick Cards, Q-U-I-C-K, Quick Cards. It will come up with a number of code cards that you have that you can get. They're like $9. Oh, cool. You'll find one for electrical. You'll find one for plumbing. You'll find one for mechanical. And then there is one that's kind of an overall, and that's the one that I was using. Mm. It has it has foundation. It has framing. It's got a little bit of electrical and plumbing in it. You know, something that, that homeowners could, could look at and was like, okay, that makes sense. Right. Whereas if you get something that's electrical – you know, they're going to get into, you know, your voltage calculations and all this other stuff. Don't even understand like, half of it. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> right. So www.buildersbookbook.com. <laughs> all right. Got it. Also, your city will probably have a reference page if you want to get into details of other codes that aren't covered in. All right. Tools. Tools. Your favorite. So uh, uh, I think it's everyone's your worst, favorite. You're worse than your favorite. All in the same <laughs> the episode. Same Look one. at that. So I want to talk about screwdrivers. Screwdrivers. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Okay, ask me. First, let's talk about the different kinds of screwdrivers. By different, probably talking mostly about the bit. Okay. So go through real quick. We got your Phillips, right? Which is just the cross. Cross. Not star. Is that something else? And there's the, the smaller Phillips, which is the one, and the bigger Phillips, which is the two. Okay. Then there's your flat. Flathead. Then there, you can also find bits that are what they call torques, which is kind of a star-shaped thing. Mm-hmm. There's also uh, a square bit. And I don't. There is a name for that square bit, and I don't remember what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's the square bit as well. And so, why do you think we have different bits? Why would we have different shapes? For doing ostensibly the same thing. Okay. Well, I think I think screw started out with a flathead. And if you've ever driven in a screw with a flat head, <laughs> it or with a you know, slotted. Right. Flat. Then they're awful, right? Strip out, they're they're terrible. Right. So then came Phillips, which is you get a little bit more bite to it. However, you can still strip it out. The Torx, we I really like using uh Torx screws. Because it's it's a lot harder to actually strip that head out. You get just get more bite with your bits, mm-hmm. and then and especially if you're using like an impact driver, right? right? You're doing deck screws or things like that, and has that torque um, head on it. It I just love it. Works Is there really, any really well. right or wrong use of a screw? So like that's a whole the- other episode, right? You do not use drywall screws. Um, for decking, because they're they're designed with like what's their shear strength, right? Right. It's not just that it's going to hold something in, but what about the vertical shear that's on that screw as well? And 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 drywall screw is not that beefy, mm-hmm. right? It's just meant to hold that that drywall onto those studs. But a deck screw is a little bit different. You know, you're you're needing it to have a little bit more um, strength behind it, right? And so the the kind of bit to drive your screw is not as important as the kind of screw, right? And right. that's the what's happening on the shank, what's happening where it's connecting to the head, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's dictating more of the use for it, whether right. it's a metal 
Screw, a sheet metal a... screw that's self-tapping, so it'll go into metal, or you've right. got a wood screw that'll actually, you know, bore into the wood, and then it draws it tight. It's got little different things on the shanks. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different stuff going on with screws that, that we don't realize. Right, right, It's like, right. oh, this it's screw will work. Like... Here we go, drywall screw is going to hold my deck together. It's like, no, 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 no. no. First, it's going to rust. Right. So, yeah. so, and what is the number one cause of stripping the head of something? When you're trying to either drive it in or drive it out. Are we using, well, I don't know what the number one reason. There's a number of different things that happen. One is the material that you're screwing into is really hard. Like if you've got old wood, I mean, that's really aged, dried out really well, and it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a little bit more to actually get that screw in. If you're not using a screw for the right application, um, you can actually twist the screw right off. The head right off. The know? head right off, right. And and a cheaper screw, that'll happen. When you get those little packets that cost you 99 cents and you get 10 screws, right. I'll go through four of them, just, just <laughs> spinning <laughs> the head right off of them because they're just, they're not strong enough. Right. That can be eliminated by drilling a pilot hole first when you, and then you put your, and then you put your screw in. Other things, they're just stuck. So you end up stripping it out. Again, that's the, the torque versus... The material trying to come in out. Right. I would think also a big thing is, and this was leading to my next question of how many screwdrivers does somebody need, is that if you're using kind of the wrong size screwdriver, yeah. even if you have the right bit, mm -hmm. if it's too small or too big, particularly if it's too small, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just going to sit there and spin and, and hurt the little yeah, bit of just, that you have. Yes, yes. Um, flathead is, you know, you use a small small blade for a larger screw, then you can strip that out. Yeah. Same with Phillips. Um, you just, you strip it out. Another thing that, that you want to be careful of is when you're using a drill mm -hmm. to actually drive screws in, you're more prone to strip those screws out just because the way the drill works. And that's why I always use an impact driver when I'm driving screws in because it, it has less tendency to, to strip those screws out. Mm -hmm. Well, even some of the simpler electric drills or battery drills, they have a kind of a power collar on them, right? Mm -hmm. Is that controlling like when it will start slipping in the drill? Because a drill is a powerful thing. Right. And you probably don't need a drill for most of the things that you're screwing in mm -hmm. with a, a screwdriver. Mm -hmm. And so that when it comes across a certain amount of Tension. resistance, right. yep. it's going to slip the gear and just right. stop rather than strip mm -hmm. your screw right. out. So right. learn what that maybe is on your electric drill. Mm-hmm. But I think size is important. Also, I think quality, because I've had cheap screwdrivers and I've had really nice screwdrivers. Like when I'm doing a job and a cheap one, that metal may be so soft on your screw, screwdriver. Bust it off. Or it will just twist. Right. It will twist like it's hot metal. Right. Right. It's like it wasn't it wasn't worth the four dollars. Right. <laughs> I went I went and purchased some tools because I was doing a workshop. Um, I think it was a basic electrical workshop, right? Mm -hmm. So I needed a number of screwdrivers for everybody to have their own screwdriver. Right. And so I went to, I don't know, one of the stores and bought like six or eight multi-bit, right? So they've got, you know, like four different bits that are attached to it. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, great, these are these are awesome. And I probably spent maybe $6 a piece, maybe maybe less. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, not my t typical. I, I use an Irwin screwdriver always. If I break it, I buy another one. I go and I get the same exact screwdriver because I love that screwdriver. Oh, there you go. So uh, it's a multi-bit screwdriver. And, and, yeah, it's great. Anyway, 
I went to use one of these screwdrivers and you go to, you can change out the whole shaft, right? And flip it over and you got flathead on one end and, and Phillips on the other end. And right. I pulled it out and the whole mechanism came out <laughs> of that handle. So I just had the rubber part in my hand and like, wow, well, okay, you get what you pay for. You do. Yeah. You do. So that was, yeah. That so was even if you don't think you're going to be doing a lot of work around your house, I think it's worth getting yourself one really nice multi-bit screwdriver. Totally agree. And I would even suggest a a ratcheting one. I love I've that. never been a ratcheting fan. I am. Do you? I am. I mean, I love my my regulars as well. Yeah. But if I had to have one thing like in the car or, you know, one the multi bits, of course, mm-hmm. you know, good quality of that. But it has to be a good quality ratchet screwdrivers. See the thing with the the ratcheting screwdriver is the way the bits attach. So mm. you have the individual bits, and they probably fit into the handle, right? You got a little yeah. cap, and that goes in there. Right. That drives me crazy. <laughs> when I have to go from, you know, a Phillips to a flat, I want it really easy, just like, poom, poom, done. I'm not having this. Stop what I'm doing, unscrew it, find the bit, pull that one out, put that one in, and then it's I think like, some of them do have at least the two. And then the extra bits, and because okay. I completely agree with because that's the that's the thing I don't like about the ratcheting is is typically or if you just got bit. one bit, yeah, 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 and then you have to do all of this work. And it's like I could have had it done if I was just using a regular screwdriver. So the ratcheting is not not, not a se- big sell, for not you. a selling point for okay. me. Okay, no, um, Craftsman, right? Craftsman screwdrivers, yeah. the old the, the the clear handle. Yes, with the yes. red and blue, bulb. or the yeah. or the blue, the blue were were Phillips, the red and blue were flat. So you ever notice that the blades on those are square? It's not a round; it's square. The even the slot. No, the so the, the you got the regular you got the regular Phillips or flat. Yeah. On on the end, but the 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 length of the shaft that goes into the handle that yeah. that shaft is square. Do you know why it's it was not square? round? It's not round. Why? Why? Because then you can put a wrench on it. Yeah. You put an adjustable wrench on there and you can turn it. That's right. That's right. Tricky. Yeah. That's got to be a good one. Yeah. Or you're going to be sad. (laughs) Other type of tips that we may need for different kinds of fasteners, you know, we were talking about um, Allen wrenches. Yep. So there's a couple banes in my existence. (laughs) Codes. Amy talking about colors. Seasonal house maintenance and Allen wrenches. Allen, really? Bane of your existence, Allen wrenches. They hurt my hands. Okay. And they're the shape, that little L shaped Allen mm-hmm. wrench is never big enough, never small enough for your hand in the spot. This is an Allen wrench that came with the piece of furniture. It knows that what I have to use get that for? Allen wrench. In this little corner where it, the company, decided to put a screw. <laughs> and it won't fit in there. So then you have to do it the long way so that you can only do Uh-oh. like eighth of a turn. Oh, I hate that. Before you have to, and you can't. And it's like a, it's like a two-inch screw. <sighs> yeah, yes, exactly. Yep. <laughs> so I had this piece of furniture. And my theory is, and if anybody knows this answer for real, but my theory is, is that furniture uses Allen screw heads and you have to drive them with Allen wrenches so that you don't go nutso because everybody has electric drills and you don't go nutso and you don't just drill the screw all the way through the particle board or the thin metal that the 
bed frame is made out of or all those kind of things. Because, like, real furniture has real damn screws. So, <laughs> and they're still impressive. I mean, they're still hardy. But, like, yeah, your uh, the uh, futons and that mm-hmm, type of thing. Right. Like, so I have a couple pieces of furniture that I've now had to take apart. I think it started with that damn futon. Had an Allen wrench. Uh-oh. Need an Allen wrench on it. And I couldn't take it anymore. So you know what you can find? What? You can get a drill bit. Oh, yeah. That's which got is that an size. Allen wrench. So mm-hmm. I got that size. <laughs> and that's where I came up with my hypothesis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because I was going into a thin piece of metal, and I had my drill going, and I had the washer, mm-hmm. and then the bolt, and I was going, and it just folded and crunched underneath it. And I'm like, oh, that's why you're not supposed to use an electric drill. I'll you know what you could together. do also is they make like they make the bits right yes right for the the, the, the Allen sizes. Allen shape and and so you could you could put it on a socket wrench yes you can have the the right ad- adapter so that would that would have been your space saver right there if you had a uh, a socket wrench with or that. a socket you know the it looks like a screwdriver but it's a socket receiver there's ways to get around it, but that's yeah. But Allen wrenches, it's worth having at least. It's also used on all your bicycles. Right. Allen wrenches. So if you go and get a couple of, they look like pocket knives with all different kinds of sizes. Knives. Yes, and, and some you, of them actually have a handle that are part of it, so that you can you're not messing up your hand. Yeah, the if you do have an Allen wrench size thing that you do a lot of. If you go into bicycle tools, mm-hmm. it has a really nice long shaft. It's got the Allen head at the end. Oh, yeah. And it's got a nice little black handle that's about goes around your fist. It's pretty awesome. We are geeking out about Allen wrenches. Oh, my gosh. But just remember, you're going to have some. Make sure to get both English and a metric set. English? Okay, we're going to talk about this. English? English? No. English measurements. S-A-E. S-A-E. <laughs> Nobody says that. It says it's an English like, metric. There's like 20 different um, definitions of SAE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The acronym SAE is apparently used a lot of places. A lot, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> but when regarding to tools, it is the Society of Automotive Engineers. There you go. Okay. We talked about socket wrenches. Socket wrenches are good, but as a ratcheting tool. Yes. Yeah. And, and Well, we didn't talk about that yet. But what well, well, we did a little bit with the Allen wrench. We kind of right, segued right. into it. Socket wrenches. <laughs> Socket wrenches. Socket wrenches. Um, uh, I have ratcheting wrenches. You know, like a... Um, I think we talked about the... Didn't you get closed one? Closed end. Yeah. Okay. Closed end. Closed end. And it's got a, it's got a ratchet... Kind of grab something or something inside there, so yeah. it's like a nine sixteenths. Oh, right, right. Nine sixteenths, right. Look at that, and you put it on there, and you ratchet it. If you want to go the other way, you take it off, flip it over, and ratchet. It is the greatest thing. I don't know why I'd never had it when I got my tools stolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I because they took my sockets. Right. So I bought these wrenches, and oh, they're so great. I love them. I love them. You know, it's funny. Now that I don't work on my own car anymore, mm-hmm. don't change my own tires, you know, the kinds of things you used to do back in the day mm-hmm. when you just even owned a car, I have this beautiful socket set, and I have very little use for them. Yeah. And it just breaks my heart because, I mean, I really realized that that's about all I used it on. Really? It was your car? Yeah. Oh. 
right. Ten wrench. Right, right. Anyway. Okay. Well, that's it. That's all we got for today. That's all we have for today. That's if you have it. any questions or comments or ideas about tools or anything that we said wrong, this is for entertainment purposes. <laughs> Only. Yes. <laughs> anything that you want us to talk about, because Alicia and I can talk about anything. Really, we proved that last we, episode. Yes, we we can talk. And the conversations that we have before we even start this. So, yeah. <laughs> Drop us a line at askamy at amyworks.com. Subscribe, write a review. We'd love all that kind of we stuff. We would love that. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you, Amy. All right. This podcast is sponsored by AmyWorks, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.